Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season on the podcast, we're chatting with some of our other work friends from across our country who are part of the Youth Unlimited YFC family. We'll hear their stories, why they do what they do, and how they're furthering God's kingdom in Canada. So finish up your Christmas shopping, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we're chatting with Ivy Friesen, who is the Chapter Development Assistant and Western Regional Training Coordinator on the YFC Canada team. We have an amazing conversation about her journey doing work with strip club ministry, skate ministry, her journey through YFC, and so many other things. It's a fantastic conversation that we know you'll be encouraged by. So enjoy. Well, Ivy, here is your official work friends. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we like to start off with some fun facts so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit. So we'll just kind of run through some fun things about yourself uh, and then give you a chance to share too. So first off, where did you grow up? I grew up in a small farming community in southeastern Manitoba in a place actually called Pansy. Many people Pansy. will make fun of that and have a good laugh of that. I do too. But yeah, a place <laughs> called Pansy, Manitoba. I think it's so cute, Pansy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a, not a very good word. Like people, it's, it's, it's an old word that is a <laughs> not a very nice word about people. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but it's a beautiful flower. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is your ideal day? I would say a pretty, a pretty good day. Ideal day would be if I had a, a, I was wearing a comfy sweater, jeans, and I was curled up beside a fire in a fireplace, nice blanket, some nice, warm, fresh, loose leaf tea and a good book. That mm. to me would be, that would be at least, at least a, it's not a whole day. I think I could a whole day would be rough doing that, but <laughs> a good a good chunk of the day would be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your what kind of books do you like to read? I've I like a bit of a, a rom com. I'm also into I've I've read a lot of kind of detective y type whodunit Ooh. books. Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Well, uh, I would say this is my a forensic pathologist. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents, they're all gone. But uh, as I've gotten older, I have, would love to ask questions about how life was for them. Hmm. And so I'd love to sit with them again and now be able to ask those questions I didn't get a chance to ask when they were hmm. alive. And... Uh, I would say me if I had lived 200 years, two, 300 years before, earlier. Hmm. I'd love to see who and what kind of person I would have been back then. Because hmm. that's the era and generation that I, I often gravitate to in, in books, historical books and stuff. So I'd love to know what I would be like in the 1700s, 1800s, a pioneer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting thought. I've never thought about that before. Like, what would Ainsley be like if she lived X amount of years ago? Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Good spit on the question. I like it. Um, <laughs> where is the best place you've been to? 
I was thinking that I should answer that it's my parents' farm still because it's such a refreshing thing. But then I thought, no, actually, uh, there's this place. I, I was in New Zealand and there's this uh, glowworm cave. Have you guys ever heard of glowworms? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say in that cave, in that moment, was like the best place I've been. It was it was pretty cool. The, the How much silence can be loud. And then just mm. seeing the glowworms around you in the complete darkness was just so so peaceful and amazing wow you feel like you were in a movie yeah I mean if you don't think about the uh the creepiness and ickiness about what (laughs) the actual worm himself (laughs) and what they're doing and how light is being shone I mean everything else is just beautiful interesting that you say New Zealand I think that's been like the top answer from this question when we've asked different people yes well a a close second or equal has been it is like going back to my parents farm they're still on the farm Mm. and and just being there it's a great fresh breath of fresh air for me Mm. that's fun and kind of speaking of adventures what's one item on your bucket list going to Scotland someday me too I have a I have a desire to sit in a small, like, small Hicktown kind of pub and just sitting and listening to men talk. That's all that I want to do in Scotland. So. That's amazing. <laughs> listening that. to the brogue and trying to distinguish what they're saying. I, that's my, that makes my heart go pitter-patter. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Aww. If you were not working at YFC, what would you be doing? I'm not actually sure I would know what I was doing just because um, <laughs> YFC has really given me opportunities that I haven't, I've, I would never have thought I would ever have done or do or could think of doing mm. when I was, when I graduated college. Mm. And so I think I would, I, I would maybe be doing administrative work somewhere or I would be perhaps involved in leading or running a, a farm. It's been a dream of mine. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but a dream of mine to run some sort of farm where young people, maybe adults even could come and just um, learn life and just be different. Mm. So kind of like a safe house, but not a safe house and uh, placement, that kind of thing. But that they're on a farm, they're learning tangible skills. They're away from everything. That's just, that's just rough. So, yeah. You're speaking oh. my language, Ivy. Really <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, yes, this would be so great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, except our, other than those fun facts, I feel like we get to know lots about you from those, but uh, we'll just hand you the mic. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what life looks like for you, whatever else you want to share. Sure. So I don't really know how to segue into that, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... Um, I'm single. I'm in ministry. I've been single in ministry all my life. Not all my life in ministry. I've been, when I've been in ministry, I've been single. And I live two provinces away from the rest of my family. So it is a different kind of lifestyle for me. I've had to make family where I, where I am away from Mm -hmm. family. And, uh, I, I enjoy, I, I enjoy what I do. I, I love it. I've got some great friends. I miss family at times. 
it's just so good to go home and see them. I'm thankful for a family that is very loving and that we get along well, even though we have our disagreements. And so that I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty, pretty thankful for that. I moved away from my family straight out of college. And the neat little thing was that I actually went to each of my siblings. They were all, not all of them, but each one of my siblings. And I asked for their blessing to move. Mm. <laughs> don't know why. Don't know why I felt like I had to do that, but I did. <laughs> and and I, I got their blessing. I mean, how do you really answer that question if you're asked that question? But uh, and then I moved two provinces away and, and have and said I would be here indefinitely, never thinking indefinitely would be 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, hobbies. Things I like to do when I'm not having to do like have a work hat on or big responsibilities. I heard, for, heard about the book thing. I love, uh, love reading some books. I will do audiobooks, ebooks, um, but my favorite is a is a paper is a paper book, just a tangible mm-hmm. book in your hand. I like crocheting and knitting. My roommate jokes that I am such an old person because I will sit and knit and watch TV <laughs> <laughs> under a blanket. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love hanging out with with friends and family when I can, and just being out. For any kind of fresh breath of fresh air, I just drive out of the city. I live in a, in a, in a big city and I just drive out of the city into the f- surrounding farmlands and I just breathe a fresh of, I just breathe in deeply and it just becomes uh, such a relieving thing to just be out mm. in the agricultural world that I'm so used to, but it's a big expanse, um, agriculture. So, mm. yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Well, we, I'm really excited. We're going to talk about your life, your ministry. Um, and so we're going to start off. I would love to hear what have been the most forming experiences in your faith journey. I, I am someone who, who is quite even keel. And so meaning that I, I don't experience emotions uh, high and low like some other people do. And I have learned that my spiritual life and my relationship with God reflects that. Mm. I don't have big highs in it. I don't have big lows in it. And I don't have, I haven't had, um, I haven't had, I've been fortunate that I haven't had very many rocking type of experiences that I've had, I've really had to figure out my faith or question it. So I've been fortunate that way, I guess, maybe unfortunate, depending how you want to look at it. But um, I've, I've definitely appreciated my time with YFC. Looking back, I have realized that I've learned a lot about spiritual practices within YFC. Uh, just grown in my knowledge and understanding of them that is just different than what I grew up with in a certain denomination that I would have, have, have been in my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's just good for the diversity. And that has just helped me as I interact with God. Uh, then when I have my times with him, then 
and I love diversity anyway. I, I don't like the same old, same old thing. And so then the fact that I can say, okay, this time I'm going to talk to God this way or hang out with him this way, or, or today I'm going to do this, or this time I'm going to do, I, I love that. That mm. spices up, if you want to call it, spices mm-hmm. up my, my faith and how I, uh, my relationship with God. Um, I've had retreat days. It's one of my rhythms that I do. And monthly retreat days and I've found that those it's hard to articulate how those affect me Mm. I can just sense um, an inner peace and an inner rest when I do those uh, I guess is maybe the best way I could describe them and they're just neat ways for me to to then also hang out with God in in different ways throughout one day just to be focused on that so and oh I've also had a spiritual director for a few years and that person, that person has really helped me to, to see perspectives in concepts that I might struggle with or, or, or have questions about. And she's also helped me um, dig into the hard questions that I ask myself. And then she just helps me process them. So it's been, it's been really neat. Hmm. I really appreciate what you said. I think just like the steadiness in your life. And um, I think that's a really, really beautiful gift that um, we sometimes don't recognize. But hearing you say how YFC has also played an effect in your uh, or played a part in your faith journey. Um, You're talking about the diversity and not just sticking with like your denomination and what you've grown up with. I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, retweet. <laughs> I'll disagree with what she said. <laughs> um, how did you hear about YFC and what, you know, did life look like when you started to get involved there? You know, I don't actually know how I heard about heard about YFC, partly because it was so long ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you if you guys have heard this outside of this conversation, but I have been involved with YFC for probably accumulated 19, 20 years. Wow, wow. I first uh, got involved with YFC in, in college. I think it might have been in, year, in 2000 that I got involved. And I was in Winnipeg going to college, and I started volunteering at their, their skate park. The program's hmm. called The Edge. And um, I am a farm kid, Mennonite kid, and I was volunteering at a skate park. I don't skate. Uh, That's awesome. So I, I don't know how I even came about to do it. But um, I helped out kind of in their, their, their front, front spot where uh, front end at the time you'd walk in and you would, um, you could buy your, some, some skate parts. You could buy snacks. So I, I kind of cover that area. But um, so I got involved there and did that for a year and I thought okay so then got a job moved away <laughs> didn't think anything of YFC again and then um and then I encountered a lady I I'm guessing she was no I know she was a sex worker she was sitting outside our grocery store and I was just running in to grab some bananas for a wedding shower don't know why I know that information the specific <laughs> facts but I do and she was sitting out on a bench by it and she's just crying. And so I just, you know, walked past her, just give her her space. I came out and she asked for a ride to go to her 
husband, in quotes. And I don't know everything that I do now. Um, but at that time, I, I said, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll bring her. And I thought everything was sketchy. But at first, I was hesitant because I thought, I'm not, if your husband did this, I, there's no way I'm bringing you back to your husband. Um, but then she had said it was a client that had beat her up and she needed to get back and, and stuff. So anyway, so that encounter stuck with me. And through my journey of trying to process that encounter, I came back to YFC because a friend told me that there was a YFC in Calgary. And then that's how I got started with Streetlight in Calgary, the Streetlight program. So I was a volunteer from like, I don't know, 2003. And then I came on staff in, I think, 2011. <laughs> so, wow. so I've been involved for a long time. I'm a lifer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Um, then I'm curious to hear the answer to this question. How has your role with YFC changed over the years? Um, because, yeah, I, <laughs> before um, writing your, like, the questions up and, mm -hmm. uh, like, having this time, I did some searching and I was reading all your bios that were available on your YFC <laughs> pages and whatnot. And I saw yeah. that you, like, that you did, like, strip club ministry and street lighting yeah. and then joined the national team now. Um, so I would love for you to walk through those changes because those, those areas are very different. And yet mm -hmm. they all yes. had the same mission and goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I volunteered and, and worked for the Streetlight Program for many, many years. And that Streetlight Program in Calgary is a mobile drop-in center, mainly a mobile drop-in center for homeless and at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. But when I first started, well, and, and with that demographic, as, as you guys may know and many others listening would know that the, the, those that are involved in the sex industry, at whatever level it is, they are also quite involved in the homeless and at-risk youth demographic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so yeah that that I just learned a lot about um just their struggles and my my passion is for them uh, I'm someone <laughs> who has said uh, don't give me church kids I, I can't handle church <laughs> youth groups but give me the rough and tumble street kids and I am I'm a sit-in at home but um so, yeah, so I was with them for, for a long time. And I've just had this heart ever since meeting that sex worker outside the grocery store. Um, I've had this motto, if you want to call it that, this urge, this desire to love the unloved. Hmm. And uh, so that, yeah, that certainly drew me to, to the youth that are just facing so many struggles and experiences in life and battles and abuses and the list could go on and on. But within that, uh, my heart is still really is, is, is more leaning towards reaching out to those, the sex workers. And um, at, when I was on staff with YFC, I'd been there for a couple of years, then they just challenged me and encouraged me saying, well, we, you, we hired you to, to re do more outreach towards the sex workers. So is there something that you want to do specifically for them outside of what Streetlight is already doing? And I, I discovered and realized that the higher end of the sex industry, there's almost no outreach whatsoever for them. Mm 
Mm. And so how do we, how do we tackle that? So that's where that whole strip club ministry came about. And uh, I thought, oh my goodness, like, how is this going to work? There aren't even a lot of models out there for, for this. There's only one model in this world that I'm aware of that does this. And they're called Strip Church, which is part of the Triple X Church umbrella. And so I connected with them and long story short, launched a strip club ministry and ran that for a few years too, while I was still with Calgary. And then, um, and then God was pulling me to, to do more. I think he was pulling me back into doing a bit more supportive administrative type roles. And so then I shifted over to the YFC Canada or the national service team. And so then now I'm doing training for new staff and, uh, I am helping to support chapters like the leadership level and the office support teams at that level. So that's where, how things have shifted in my, in my journey, time for something Mm -hmm. different. So, Mm -hmm. and I went to school, I went to college for administrative assistant way back in the day. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so I, I still, I have, um, I still enjoy doing administrative work to a certain extent. Hmm. yeah wow what a ride (laughs) very yeah I think like yeah that's just kind of a uh, like an only God journey to be like I did skate ministry and I don't skate and then I was doing this you know streetlight ministry and strip club ministry and then now training staff and I think that's so cool to see how God has used you in such Mm -hmm. unique different spheres over the years that's cool Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say have been the greatest joys and challenges of ministry Hmm. When I was thinking of the challenges of ministry, there's two stories that come to mind that have been my worst ever days in ministry. Mm. Um, and this was when I was, uh, when I was still working for the streetlight program. One time, uh, I couldn't find emergency shelter for a young man who um, was in a was in an abusive gay relationship, and I just couldn't find any place that would take a men as an emergency shelters that would be free because because uh, he was being pulled into homelessness from this abusive relationship, um, and b that would accept somebody who was gay, mm-hmm. and so that just I remember I was just so frustrated and it was and it just it's just so emotionally spent. Um, so many emotions. Uh, that was like my first worst day ever. <laughs> mm. Um, and then the next one wasn't a specific incident necessarily, but it was me realizing that due to a series of incidents and interactions with a specific youth, having worked with this youth for years on my way home from, let's say, I think it was probably drop in night. I realized or, or I just thought, oh, I don't know if there's any more hope for this kid. Mm. And I've never, ever felt that before and since. And so that just rocked me, uh, thinking, oh, wow, the fact that, that I'm thinking that there's no hope for this kid. Because I've always got always the hope. I'm always thinking the best of people. Uh, you have all my 100% trust until you lose it. doesn't matter if you are a known criminal, if you are violent, if you are the nicest person around, you have my full trust until you lose it. 
And, um, yeah, I just, I just remember feeling so broken and spent realizing that I, I didn't, I was struggling with hope for this kid. So those are two, two struggles. (laughs) Joys. I love seeing, or just being on the sidelines, watching new staff. So in my training role, watching new staff have like aha moments when they've um, learned something from another staff member, learned something from someone who's, who's teaching and it's really given them insight into who they are and mm. how to do ministry well. Mm. Um, and also when they, they are able to learn something about their spiritual walk, their journey with God that will help give them the foundations to be able to do ministry well, life well, responsibilities well. Um, I just Mm. love seeing those aha moments. Mm. That's so cool. Yesterday I was chatting with Karen Bott, who is also in the training world and why, like, you guys are on the same team, I believe right? Yes. Yeah. And I was telling her, I'm like, Karen, I almost wish that I could do the whole train, like summer Institute and Eastern region, like all these things over again. Cause I remember yeah. sitting there in the middle of these training sessions at 19 thinking, what in the world are they talking about? You're talking <laughs> about like time management and they told us to like write our schedule on like a week calendar. And at that point I was only doing drop in ministry cause I was in deputation mm-hmm. and they're talking about, you know, needing time to rest and all these things. And I'm like, I have one thing on my schedule right now. <laughs> like what in the world? Um, obviously those lessons and the things that you guys are teaching, um, other staff is long lasting. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, because I've had, yeah, those we moments. want longevity. Yeah. We want, we want, we want people to be able to not just have, yeah, we want to be selfish in a way. We want them to stay with YFC for the long haul. Yeah. But also, we, ultimately, we just want people to be able to, to not burn out in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that speaks volumes. So thank you for what you do because we reap the benefits mm. of it. Yeah. What Thanks. would you say have been the biggest lessons you've learned about yourself and God during your time serving at YFC? Oh, This question is one that has, it makes me pause and, and have, take time to think a lot. So I'm thankful you sent me this question ahead of time because I, was, <laughs> I, I had to think about it a long, long time. Um, mm. And the reason why it makes me think a lot is just because I'm someone who, who whether it's a good thing or bad thing, uh, I'm someone who just can, can just experience life and carry on with stuff. I don't dwell mm. in the past whether I don't dwell as in bad things or good things. I just don't think about it very much. So it's good to be reminded or try to be challenged to, okay, to think about stuff. <laughs> so good mm-hmm. that you asked that question. <laughs> um, things that I've learned about myself in God. One thing I, I've learned that when I allow myself to be stretched, whether it's like I had mentioned earlier about learning different spiritual practices from different diversity, like the diverse um, ways of, of, of serving God through like different denominations or spiritual practices, when it, whether it's spiritually, whether it's through my roles at work, like strip club ministry 
or changing jobs, uh, like roles within YFC, whenever I've done that and allowed myself to be stretched, that God has shown me his provision, he's shown me his approval of me stepping mm-hmm. forward in faith. Um, he's shown me his strength and his ever, ever present wisdom. And I just, I just love it. And when I lean into those times, then, um, I've just felt rewarded. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm talking about God's given me a gold star kind of thing, but I've just, felt that when I've put myself out there to be vulnerable and stepped out in faith, um, I love the old Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford. There's the one where he's in this temple and he throws rocks across this, what looks like this big cavernous gap that he's supposed to try to get across to, to this cave. And he knows that there's a way to go, but he doesn't know how. So he takes a handful of rocks and throws it across and realizes that there is a bridge there. He just can't see it. Mm. And so to me, whenever I talk about a leap of, leap of faith, I think about that picture and that, that piece of that movie. Mm. And so whenever I've done that, it still feels very scary, but God's got me. The phrase of mm. God's got me has been really reassuring. And I've, I've learned that a lot more mm. through my being stretched Hmm. it's cool to hear yeah a bit about your heart and just seeing that and what a good imagery I've never I've never seen I've yeah I think I've seen like clips of Indiana Jones but I've I've never actually seen the whole thing so I think that's such a neat little thing I'll have to go find the clip and watch it (laughs) yeah um and yeah it's interesting to kind of hear you talk about like over this being stretched and I wanted to ask you about the last 18-ish months of life, which have been stretching in different ways for everybody. And mm-hmm. uh, we just want to know, how have you seen God at work over the last 18 months? You know, I've, I've appreciated seeing how people have had to, they've had to evaluate what's important for them. Mm. I did the same thing for myself, uh, I think close to the beginning of the pandemic, or right, right at the time of, um, before the pandemic came about, I was already on a journey of learning, of figuring out what church meant to me and why I attend church or, uh, do church. Like I'm part of it and all that kind of stuff. And then pandemic really helped me to continue that journey of, of answering that question for myself. So I had to evaluate what's important to me. Others have had to evaluate that people in ministry, for example, across Canada, we've seen, how people have, some people have, have had to close ministries or aspects of ministry because they've reevaluated going, this actually is the time for us to close it because it doesn't make sense or it's not what, mm-hmm. what we want to be doing. It doesn't fit in line with our, our vision or whatever it would be. So, and then even just for yourself, just like my story about the church, about church, but seeing people have to evaluate what is important to me now. And then they're going forward with either standing up for what they value um, value the most. Not always the way I would agree that it should be done, but <laughs> they're doing that, and I think that's that's really neat. And I've, I've I would say that's from God that He's been able to give us an opportunity to to just reevaluate. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well said. 
<laughs> like, I don't know if we've heard the word pivot how many times this year. Oh, we need to pivot. We're forced right. to pivot. But that's I think you articulated really well there what it all boils down to. And I think in a lot of ways, God is, I mean, he has, for me at least, gotten my attention for what the important things actually are. Thank mm. you for saying that. That's very, yeah, you're talking like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, our final question that we ask everyone, what has been the best piece of advice that you've received? Best piece of advice, advice I've ever received that I can think of is actually from my mom. Mm. And this, I don't know when it was, it was sometime in the last 20 years. And I don't remember exactly what words she said. But it was essentially, don't wait to pursue your dreams until you're married. If you mm-hmm. have a dream, do it. And I was impacted by that because I've thought about, I was specifically thinking about this, this thing I mentioned about if I'd be on a, on a farm running it for, for people that would need refuge. But even other things in, in my life just is there a dream that I would have that I might be putting on hold because perhaps there might be somebody in the future for me to be my life mate and could do it with me. And she just, bless her heart, because she would love for me to get married, but she has never pushed that upon me. And she had said, yeah, don't, don't wait to pursue your dream um, until... I've, I'm married or until, until whatever it be, or until this, just don't wait to pursue. So that has Mm -hmm. been the, that's been great advice. Mm -hmm. And really it was affirming for me. It was more affirming Mm -hmm. than advice for me, but it's definitely advice. Mm -hmm. Ivy, thank you so much. I think I would love to, like, I feel like there's so many things we talked about today that like we could chat for a few hours about like strip (laughs) club ministry, diving into that, your faith journey, like all of it. Um, But thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate you and the work that you do. And again, the fact that you are halfway across the country from us and um, yeah, we're all part of the same YFC family. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for spending the last little bit with us here. And um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks guys for having me. This has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming up that you won't want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're using so you never miss a Monday episode. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Just Work Friends. And if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to give us a review. It helps us out. So until next time. Bye. See you in the new year. (laughs) Oh, wow. We're not going to release an episode on the 27th. We're going to take a little break. So until then, toodaloo. Girl, is that right? No. (laughs) Why is it at the bottom here? Yeah, it is. That's right. No, it's not. not. (gasps) Why did we... Why did we put it there then? When you say we... Why did I put it there? Who's next? (laughs) Who's after her? Well, did you want to? You can just say, I just.
You could just leave this whole thing in. <laughs> Bye, have a good week. <laughs> Next week is not the 27th, but it's we will 20th. not be having an episode on the 27th. FYI. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>